going I was about to pull that. I'm literally in the Google search bar. (laughs) Oh my God. We spent so much time together. Our brains work the same (laughs) way. You know what the funniest part though is? You know, okay. Should we just start? We should start this, right? I mean, because I want to start talking about certain things and I feel like I... Yeah, let's let's get this started because even this conversation right now is really... Yeah, we're already kind of getting into it. So uh, I I do want to introduce us first off. Uh, Welcome to the technically the second half of the Neon Valley podcast, but... Part two. Yeah, part two. But also its own video for anybody yeah. here just for the for the review you're yeah. still at the right place don't worry yeah it's it it is non-required viewing to see the first part or listen to the first half uh but you should anyway uh but no we we ran over a little on time for our normal podcast episode where we talk about uh movies and uh well a specific movie of the week and we wanted to give this one a little more time to actually talk about, so we didn't want to rush it into like a little 20-minute, 30-minute blurb. Who knows? This might only end up being a half an hour long. God knows. But at least we'll, we won't feel rushed, you know, or be overly tired. Yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, my name is Tyler, or I also go by Scourge. And I also go by Suku. I'm leaving the door open for you, buddy. <laughs> I, I wanted to pause for a suspense because I really wanted to set everybody up for, or just well, whoa, there's there's a pause already. We haven't even gotten to the movie part, <laughs> or or we got some M Night Shyamalan level. You know what I probably would have done though. Here. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have thought that. I would have done that thing where I look up at my Spotify or on my YouTube to see if I accidentally paused it or if like an ad came on <laughs> that doesn't have any sound. You know, like that, I can't tell you how many times that happens when there's an awkward pause in a podcast I'm listening to, and then I look at my phone to see, like, wait, did, did my did my Bluetooth disconnect? Did I, and then I they start talking it? again, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, okay. Uh, this just got really meta for anybody listening right now. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, we're going to be talking about a movie you requested last week that I had not yes, seen. Yes, I did. Called A Silent Voice. Uh, or, or as the beginning title says, The Shape of Voice. That threw me off. I thought I put on the wrong movie for a second. Um, you know what is interesting? At the very end of the, the movie, right before the credits, it also says uh, the shape of voice. I don't know if maybe it's a translation thing or if yeah. that is... You know I, what? I would be speculating. It might be because here's thing. I, I one thing I did want to mention that doesn't really have anything to do with the movie but it might impact your experience watching it. So this is a kind of shout out for people who maybe haven't seen it that happen to be watching this or listening to this. Um, either watch it, and I watched it on Netflix, by the way, so it might be different on Crunchyroll. I want to point that out. No, I watched it on Netflix as well. Okay. Only watch it with Japanese vocals and English subtitles or English vocals with no subtitles. Because the subtitles for English are so different than the English, like, redub, that it's actually distracting sometimes. Um, What? Yeah. No, I'm dead serious. Like, wordings for stuff is entirely different. And, like, some characters aren't even called the same things at certain parts. So I'm trying to keep track of who's saying what. But, like, because I... I, Me and Audrey always have uh, subtitles on. We're one of those people. I get it. Shut up. But... We almost always have (laughs) subtitles on. And so I just didn't turn it off when it started. And then I started noticing like, wait, that's not what they said. And like, so what I think is the subtitles are like a direct translation 
you know what I mean, from the Japanese, while mm. the American, like, dub, the English dub, is actual, like, what they wanted to make it for the redub. You know, it's not a direct translation. It's an actual, like, okay, if we wanted to pace this out better, um, like, what, like, real quick, uh, oh, like, at one part, which, again, you know, I, I guess we're not, we're not getting into spoilers or anything, but at one part, a, a character says, in the actual, like, English dub, she says, so what, you think you're some kind of hero? But then in the Japanese translation to English in the subtitles, it said, do you think that makes you a good person? And I felt like that makes more sense. That hits better than like, because when she said, so you think you're some kind of hero? I was like, what? I was like, what does that have to do with anything? But when I saw the subtitle, it said, do you think you're some kind of, do you think that makes you a good person? I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's what he's trying to do. I don't know. Do you know what I, I mean? I wonder if... I wonder if that's impartial or impartial if that is partially due to making sure that the sentence fits in enough space so that way it looks like they're still talking um mm. whereas maybe the original translation would take longer in English to say and the scene would have already had cut to a, another part that that just an assumption maybe yeah yeah cuz that my only assumption was just that like I said like the the subtitles are a direct translation of the Japanese, while the redub in English is actually them, like, rewriting it to make sense in English. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes direct translations don't really make sense. You know, it's like, right. there's kind of, like, missing context. Um, so yeah. It, 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 yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Um, and it was, a, it was, it made it hard, to, like I said, to keep track of the characters because <laughs> he, I know it's Shoya is our main character. I yep. guess we'll start off by saying that. Uh, I guess we could talk. You you wanna you wanna talk about a little bit like what the movie's about. You wanna start that off? Uh, yes. So, <clears throat> a silent voice <laughs> is about a boy and a girl because it it really does become a big portion of her story throughout as well. Yeah. Um, Shoya and Shoko, who are both they say is oh there's two shows in the class the first day she shows up. But she's a girl who is deaf, so she can't hear, and because of that, she is bullied. One of the ones that does the bullying, if not a lot of the, the really, really mean stuff, is Shoya. And the beginning of the movie kind of hints at someone who's going through like a high-level stress situation. He's withdrawing um, all of his cash and closing out his bank accounts. He, the calendars have been like all torn all the days past I think one specific day um, yeah there was uh, <clears throat> so so there's a lot of these indicators oh and then he left money in a note for his mom so obviously there's there's certain things going on yeah and the idea is it's a it's a story of atonement um, not necessarily hmm. him I don't want to say not him needing to atone more of atonement plays a big role in the story really but not directly oh yeah okay interesting you, you know i was like i'm glad i'm so i'm glad we're talking about a movie like this because it it does not directly say what it's like how do i put it like you know a, an anime like uh like okay i haven't even really watched much of it but what's it called e, uh, e evangelion even yeah evangelion mm -hmm. um from the things I've seen from that show, it gets into deep philosophical, you know, conversations, but they're very, like, 
on the nose about like what you're supposed to be thinking about this philosophical thought. You, do, does that make sense? Like they're talking deeply about it as if they're philosophers. So it's like you, this movie is so real. <laughs> like it's so slice of life, you know, like even for someone who like, I don't know much about the daily Japanese life. You know, I'm just a fucking stupid American. So I don't know, but, but even <laughs> as a dumbass American, I was just like, holy shit, this was me in middle school. Like their representation of nineties middle school or I'm sorry, elementary school was like, I like, I could not believe how much I was relating to, <laughs> to like the characters. I was like, holy shit. Like this feels like something it's one I have seen. I, I'm such a big fan of slice of life is because it it makes me remember and and takes me back and any any form of art that i feel like can evoke memories the first time you're watching it that that to me is is really interesting in terms of what the writer has to do to be able to hit those emotional chords with you yeah no it really was like it it i don't know it i couldn't I couldn't quite grasp what it was doing. It was just pure nostalgia. You know what I mean? I guess is that like the second they like it, it was near the beginning when um, Shuoko comes in for the first time and Shouoko. Sho, I'm going to say Shoko. Sho I'm just going to go with Shoko. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's as Shoko. if there's no Shoko you. And show, yeah. yeah, because I know there's it's S-H-O-U-K-O. So it's like Shoko. Show, oh no, it's S H O K O. At least on this website, that's how they. Wait, really? Oh, because the one I was yep. looking at, yeah, they on the one I have, it's S H. Yeah, S H O U K O, like Shouko. Um. Anyway, doesn't matter. Shoko. Uh, <laughs> when she shows up for the first day of class, uh, Shoya is sitting at his desk, and he's like, he fully extends his. The lead in his pencil. Yes, the how lead. Is, how in is his that pencil? not the most relatable thing? Of it's like, oh shit. <laughs> and then him slowly trying to get it to retract back into the pencil. I was just it, like, it's those subtle nuances. <laughs> I was immediately hooked. Um, yeah, no, it, it's interesting because I, I didn't. You say that it was him. The a lot of the movies, kind of the theme for him was like atonement. I, I think, I think the idea that he felt he had to atone was a motivating From his own factor. I keep, I keep yeah i keep bringing it down so here's where i'm now settling at is i feel like him starting his journey was going to be a journey of atonement like that was initially what he thought he was going to have to do um i thought he was in just order kill to himself. make up for what he did right is it was going to lead up to that he <laughs> was going to pay back his mom for the wrong that yeah he, he kind of wanted to do what he could before he yeah. He but, even said um, uh, to. He even mentions to when he apologizes, or I, I think when he apologizes, it might have been a, a monologue. But he <laughs> mentions how he wanted to make sure he could make things right with her before he did it. Yeah. So to me, between that and his mom, okay, this is him trying to atone and and what make right how he feels he could. Yes, but but then he gets caught up in what is I will say great fucking parenting. Um, yeah, and I was really, I was really yeah. happy to see her. Like, oh wow, this on top of I, I caught that you were, uh, your room is clean. Which, mm -hmm. like, damn, how messy was your room, boy? Yeah. Uh, right. But two, you know, the that you cut off your phone bill. Good. Well, not just Good that. Parenting. Didn't he sell? Didn't he sell everything? He sold everything. Yeah, yeah he, he sold that. That yeah. was the other thing that I was gonna say. Um, was he also sold everything that he had? Yeah, like clear to get, signs. You know, more of that money. Yeah, but also clear signs of 
a someone who's something about going on. something someone who wants to commit suicide or has very deep depression you know showing signs of that i what i had to kind of keep reminding myself is that there is such a different relationship with suicide in japanese culture you know i'm you know not it's not night and day it's not like they consider oh, yeah. it something different but my my, <laughs> yeah. my main idea was that like i would never see i don't i feel like you wouldn't see an american made hollywood film handle suicide the way this movie does it feels very uniquely eastern i i think the story was again i think it the the way it's able to relate and i don't know if maybe it's our oh no it's a worldwide kind of relation for sure yeah it's just the way that they have those kind of candid conversations like i love how she kind of tricks him into admitting it oh you know what i mean like that feels like a joke that would not fly in america yeah but again like it was kind of for comedic effect which is it, it was hilarious just like i knew something was wrong and he's like oh fuck like <laughs> yep the yep. nonchalantness of it was pretty good just like yeah well you know i'm just kind of unhappy about things oh wait fuck <laughs> yeah it's just like what you think you're gonna get oh dude <laughs> it's like you stupid. yeah and that that's what threw me off at first i was like wait is this just gonna be this nonchalant about it and then when the mom freaks out i was like oh okay okay never mind okay that's okay <laughs> oh by the way real quick am i crazy or we never see the older sister right I think we see her legs at, at, at one point. Older sister. Who's exactly. Shoya's older sister. Because that's what? not Wait. that's not his younger sister that he's playing with. That's his sister's daughter. I know it doesn't make any sense and it has nothing to do with the story. But wait, this is a real that's, thing. Wait, 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 wait. So that's why also at the end, when the guy stops by and she's like, oh, that's my son-in-law and yeah. it's like oh that's it and you never see him again i think it, i think oh. the joke is that we were supposed to see the sister finally but all we saw was the son-in-law <laughs> and only and, from the waist up okay that's hysterical and i love th- i love that yeah so i i yes um i yeah okay so i'm not crazy to the point where you didn't even notice that there was an older sister okay all right. Yeah, I do remember the leg scene now that you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, it's kind of weird that they're shooting this. Speci- I assumed it was the mom. I did too. And I was just like, oh, is she naked from a shower? And they're just kind of, in- I thought they were implying nakedness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think the joke was they were just still never showing this mysterious older sister. And then at the end, they still never show her. And it's like, oh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That's just a theory. Neon theory. Oh, that's Matt Packet on that. So, oh, real quick, we should probably address the title of this this uh, podcast slash video. Uh, is this the saddest anime ever? Uh, no, prob- probably not. Let's be honest. No, no, right now. But, but it is goddamn. really, really sad, <laughs> and it it hits you in a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's it it has such a beautiful interpretation of. I mean, I can't even say interpretation because it's like it's a it's literally growing up. It's a coming of age movie, you know, like going into it. I didn't know if there was a fantasy element or anything because I knew nothing about the film. You know, you um, just knew it was anime. And with as many different animes I watch, you're like, this could be but exactly. Anything. I was like, it, I, it, there's a good chance it's slice of life, but it could also be kind of like magical elements. Slice of madness. I- Mitchell, there was not a single big boobalicious anime girl in no. this movie and i gotta no. commend you for it i got i do. thank you yeah no absolutely. i appreciate it this movie had what some real t- class I, culture i texted audrey while i was watching it and i was just kind of like what the fuck did he make me watch <laughs> in a good way 
let me remind you right, in a like, good way <laughs> i was just so surprised because i was like and i described it and audrey was like is mitchell okay <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you should. It's just a movie. Like, let's not. Um. I just appreciate cinema in this art form because I'll also say oh, yeah. the artwork is gorgeous and beautiful. Yes. Yes. It is. It is really beautiful. It is very clean. It's, it's funny. Cause like I wanted to start kind of like, I was like, okay, if I'm, if I'm nitpicking this, if I'm a, if I'm a real cynical movie you know, uh, cinema reviewer. Cynical, yeah, I'm a cynical cine, cinema, cinema, yeah, whatever. Cinnamon. Sinister. <laughs> cinnamon. Eminem. Uh, <laughs> but let's say I was going to, I did notice parts where I was like, okay, they're kind of cheating here where like there was moments where like it would be a still image and then they would kind of like fade in and out or have like text come up on the screen to kind of indicate conversations that were happening, but it wasn't quite them actually doing you know like little things like that but but it's not noticeable it's not like you're like man they really fucking they didn't even try you know what i mean because it's so well done no it's okay so we were talking about the school like her joining school and out the gate they're not really bullying her you know what i mean it's kind of more of just fascination yeah um some of them obviously have like ulterior motives out of the gate. Some of them are just trying to be genuine. Like I, I, I was kind of getting lost a little bit. It, the beginning feels very fast. The first 20 minutes to half an hour kind of really go through a lot of things. And I wasn't surprised later to find out this is a man, uh, a manga, you know? So I'm sure oh, the yeah. school years were fleshed out a lot more, you know? Um, cause it did feel a little rushed. I wonder, I feel like I keep throwing assumptions, but I also sometimes do that, I think, because I've seen so many different animes. Um, Mm. I wonder if they're using the fact that when you're a child, you get more highlights and glimpses of specific periods than you do the full memories that you, I feel you make day to day now. Not that, you know, we remember everything. Um, yeah. But from from that case, it's... And yeah, it, they were probably also trying to save time because it was already going to be a two-hour movie. If right, were, yeah. If, if they were doing a series, you know, maybe they would have gone deeper. Although I'm really interested to actually read the manga now and see how different it is. Yeah. Um, if there's any parts they did and didn't. So I, s- I'm probably going to do that. And then uh, maybe we'll do a, a comparison review. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Oh, okay. I mean... Uh, okay, so this is obviously me being speculative. I, there's no there's oh, no yeah. hard evidence here. But from oh, right. looking at the book series, the first two books out of f- five? No, no, I'm sorry. The first three out of six are them in elementary school. So yeah, that's almost like half the story. That is half. Okay, so yeah. they... Yeah, that, that does sound like then they, they condensed a lot of... Which I is fine. It didn't it, feel too off-putting. It wasn't. It was I wonder just. If it's darker. Wait, what'd you say? I wonder if it, it gets darker in terms of like the bullying that happened. Yeah, because that was the other thing that it it never felt like he went far and I know he did do some pretty fucked up shit that I, I mean anybody would probably be like I'm out of here. Which also it's so crazy how they created a character which right off the bat you get that. Oh, he's doing some kind of crazy stuff, and then you see him as a kid, and you're like, "Wow, fuck this! This is the main character. This is the yeah. fucking guy you sent in." That was an interesting um, just juxtaposition to jump through. And, and the only thing that I'll say is, if this movie was about um, 
you know, a, a teen, uh, a, a teenager, like a, a freshman or even sophomore in high school, that age and above. Yeah, no, just fuck you. You're kind of a piece of trash if you're doing <laughs> like that much. I'm not excusing it as a kid, but as a kid, yeah. it made more sense. And I can understand a character transition into comprehend, especially dude, his mom got the shit. Like she got her shit. Like, Oh, dude. What are you? Wait, what? What are you talking about? What Sorry. I, okay. So, okay. So, to complete the whole thought process, because I really jumped ahead there. To complete the whole thought process, starting with him and his mom. Yes. His mom had to pay for his actions, and that was one of the things that kind of led him, I think, to understand the gravity of it even though he was still an asshole right after it happened was wait what am i forgetting what happened to his mom what am i forgetting remember when his mom met her mom oh oh okay yeah 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 okay yeah yeah and it was like first off she paid her all the money and then second like she ripped her fucking earring out yeah no i do yeah i do remember that which was an inter. i did like the kind of um it was almost like a let's see how you like how it feels because he kept ripping her ear piece out. Yeah. So exactly. it, yeah, it was an interesting kind of uh back and forth like that. That was fucked up. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. I don't know how. Uh Jesus. Yeah. You know what? There was something near the beginning that threw me off a little bit. Other other than other than Shoko, uh Shoko just kind of just kind of being just kind of being a little too oblivious for my for my liking, I guess. Maybe not oblivious is the wrong word, but I. It, but there was one part, and maybe you'll know what I'm talking about, that confused me. And thinking about it now, I think I understand what was happening. But there's a part where they're coming out of the school. This is when they're young. Sorry, I had this freaking tickle in my throat. Hold on. <coughs> a little tickle. Ooh. A little tickle. Ooh. A so, little tickle in your throat. I'm not, I don't tickle. want this tickle right now. Stop it. I'll stop it. He doesn't want this tickle right I'll, now. I'll stop it. No. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, no, there was one scene. They're coming out of the school. This is when they were younger. And he's following, or she's following the, the group of boys, you know. Um, and they turn around and he's like, you know, stop following us and all that stuff. And then she like hands him the notebook and he's just like, you're such a freak and like throws the notebook or whatever into the pond. Yep. There was this moment where like, it felt like he like passed out or something and then woke up in the pond covered in paper. And I was just like, what, what the fuck just happened? And this was so early in the movie that again, I was convinced that there was still a fantasy element. So I was like, whoa, wait, hold on. I was like, is he really the girl the whole time or something? Or is, is he, he like, <laughs> is he a wizard girl? Is it, it's like, is he wizard time girl? traveling or something? Or did he like, I thought maybe it was like a butterfly effect thing where he was blacking out certain moments of his life. I was so convinced. Mm. But then I realized a little bit later that that was a juxtaposition between later when everyone kind what of casts him out. Yeah. It was just the fact that it it cuts so quickly between those two things, and they hadn't I hadn't set up yet what I don't know. I, it just felt a little weird to me. I was just like, "Whoa, what happened?" And weirdly enough, I Googled it, and someone and multiple people on Reddit had the exact same question I did. They were just like, <laughs> "Did he time travel or something? Like, what happened?" And everyone's <laughs> like, "Nah, you're looking too deep into it. It was just like a flash forward instead of a flashback." Nah, it's just anime. Yeah, I've never seen a movie flash forward. Anime. Is all I'm gonna say. Like, I guess. It's like, 
She's not um, watching the right movies. Bro. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if I've said this. This was so good, though. This was really good. Like, by right? the, like really like, good. And I knew, I knew you were initially not going to be, like, upset that I picked an anime movie, but you're like, what could you have possibly picked? Like, it, it's probably going to mm-hmm. be some kind of over-the-top ridiculous. Um, but I was like, no, I got to throw them with, like, a really sweet spot curveball. Yeah. No, it's a good one, man. And, like... Like you said, I think like like his own personal journey, I think he feels his atonement. But what's interesting is I think the actual kind of theme of the movie is that he didn't understand what atonement even was. Like he he was so lost in his kind of state of depression and, you know, which which was fair because it's I feel like the world kept pushing him down so much, even in moments of him trying to just do good, that you almost feel like, God damn, well, yeah, I would fucking give up too. Like, every single time he tries. Again, for someone who you're like right off the bat, like, this piece of shit, I would kick his ass. Yeah. You're also like, oh, no, man, it's, oh. Well, the perfect, oh, oh I was sh- I was going to say this a moment ago, I'm sorry, but it, but it was about when you were talking about the bullying thing. You What you had said is true, and I think it's, it's shown perfectly in the movie by like when the kids are doing it. Yeah. You know, they're assholes and you're like, God damn it. Like these stupid fucking kids. But then later in the movie, when, uh, Nuoko, is that her name? Nu- um, Noka, Naoka. I think it's Naoka. So yeah. Naoka. I'm yeah. So um, sorry. When she starts bullying her again, but they're like, not adults, but basically adults, you know, uh, mm. It feels so awkward and weird, like way more awkward and weird than it did with the children. You know what I mean? Even though it's like the same level of bullying, even maybe even less, it wasn't even as intense. It still felt more like, oh, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's interesting how like as a kid, you almost you don't really excuse it, but you can tell it's like a self-preservation thing. You're scared. You don't understand it. You don't want to have to, like, inconvenience yourself to try to figure out what it is. So your initial reaction is to just be like, you're weird, you know, and like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, put other people down. Exactly. So, but I think the realest bully out of all of them, other than being, of course, um, I'm going to do this this whole freaking time. Nyoko? Naoko. Naoka. 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 I think it is Naoka, yeah. Other than her, it is legit uh, Kazuki. He is the biggest fucking bully out of all this because he's the one that did all the same exact shit that Shoya did but then was like bro you're a fucking bully i'm out of here like i don't even want to chill with you we don't even listen to that music anymore you fucking nerd like you know it's like holy shit dude like you were lit and again you could tell that that's him trying to deflect the fact that he was the bully and can't own up to it you know and i'm not saying that Shoya was innocent obviously Shoya was super fucked up and was like almost kind of the leader of their little group you know but he knew it was wrong and yeah. like that's the thing is Shoya kind of knew it was wrong but also was so wrapped up in his self and what he had going on he didn't care yeah kazuki you could tell knew it was wrong but he was just like you shouldn't do that like he was calling it out but then immediately doing nothing about it and still hanging out with somebody doing the thing that he would consider wrong, but then immediately being like, yep, I told him not to do it. Like, yeah. I mean, yes, that's true, but then you also didn't do anything to stop it once it happened. No, and I think it's... This movie is, like, brutally honest. You know, okay, so I don't, I don't want to start skipping around too much in the story, so we'll kind of... Also, I don't know if we need to put this... I, we'll probably put something in the front, but definitely spoiler alerts, because 
we're oh, gonna yeah. do the full movie review but I, yeah. i'm sure we'll have that somewhere on the the titles joseph yeah i think so far we've only we haven't said anything too crazy other than like the girl i don't know i don't even think we've said we haven't even said anything so yeah okay uh <laughs> aliens win. so maybe we'll just throw this up now spoiler warning from here on out because we may start getting into nitty-gritty stuff uh yep so okay she leaves the school you know it's because of the bullying and shoya forever blames himself and he becomes basically an outcast from his entire school uh which which is an interesting kind of uh main character i don't th- i don't know if i've ever watched a movie before that has this kind of sympathetic bully like you were talking about like you're you're kind of like this piece of shit but then as he's getting older you're like you're like well he's not really a piece of shit he was just a kid and now he feels bad about it and like because he he can grow again if he was that way still as an adult yeah you have serious issues and if yeah. that sounds like any of you listening <laughs> go talk to some no i'm just kidding all of you are fabulous most likely except that one's most likely <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it, it seen someone grow too. Again, I think that's something that I, I like the way that they did it because again, it was very much like, we don't want you to like this character initially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? It was a bit of a, it was a bit of a flip though. A catch 22. Cause they show him at the beginning, clearly in a super dark spot. Like you were saying, he's already like when they show him as a, as a, I mean, how old is he supposed to be? Are they in college? I don't know enough about Japanese schooling. Okay. To like- so he mentions to, uh, Shoko when they're, when they're older, um, Oh, when's your birthday? And she goes, June 7th. And oh. then he goes, Oh, that's right. He's like, Oh, I just missed it. He goes, uh, well, you're 18 now. Yeah, okay, yes. So I'd say at the youngest, because he mentioned still being in school. Now, he could be in college, but maybe he's 17. But I also don't know yeah. how entirely the the uh, ages work out with their grading system. Uh, yeah, see, that's also true. They might not have the same. But in our, maybe like a senior in high school, probably, in our Yeah, it might be his last terms. year before going off to college or the equivalent. Yeah. Um, so Feels either so way. Right now, right now, I'm so <laughs> sorry to sincerely (laughs) Uh, but i really liked so again even though it is an anime uh it does not go over the top with too much of the even the expressions even you know people's expression there's no chibi a lot of the yeah the chibi versions or the heads getting like really huge when they're yelling and the exclamation points all over none of it i don't Um, think i don't think any of that happens at all it's very toned down you know like very realistic Um, again anything written is meant to it's almost meant to be symbolic of these words are very important. Um, yeah. le- and less like, you said what? Yeah, right, exactly. And you know what? I I did want to, I forgot. I did want to mention something. Because while I said before it doesn't have a unique style, there is one thing about this movie that I don't remember seeing in a lot of other things. And I don't watch enough anime to fully, you know, you know how often this pops up. But their portrayal of modern technology is fucking perfect. Like, oh yeah, I ne- I've never like the way they interact with cell phones. The way there's one part where she has like her iPad. I think um, uh, Yuzuru Yuzu has her iPod mm-hmm. or iPad, mm-hmm. and she has one of those like black like trifold screen covers that turns into a stand. And she's like, hey, watch, ch- check out this video. I got something to show you. And like 
flips it around and it's animated so fucking beautifully like it is <laughs> like it is so so i will say if there's if there's anything that does stand out especially in the animation it's like something about the their interactions with technology i don't know why i noticed that it's like very the way the emails are written out is like exactly how i, I don't know because a lot of movies get that wrong for some reason it, it always looks weird you know what i mean and I think it's one of the reasons, and, and here's where I will always go to bat for, especially Slice of Life. They do a really, really good job of, again, getting the subtle nuances of getting up, getting out of bed, mm-hmm. taking a deep breath. Like, it, it's not just I'm running, I'm jumping out of bed, and I'm flying into my closet. It's... um yeah. I mean, there's even like a, I think a Reddit thread on Aki's coffee routine on just how in the first like few minutes they just show this character in Chainsaw Man making a cup of coffee in his morning routine of having a cigarette and and like how he goes about it and it's just so realistic. Yeah. Um. And and it's something that animes do very do, just do very well in general, but this one I think did incredibly well of again getting in conversation um the body language oh yeah because uh, that the oh man they just such a good job yeah the the kind of direction they took with that animation was like really good yeah no they i they i 100 percent agree yeah they, i think anime does lean into that a lot where a lot of western animation like american cartoons and stuff they don't bother with the little nuances of that like they don't care about someone pouring themselves a cup of coffee, you know, stirring in some sugar, milk, all separately. Waiting like, they're not going to waste finish. time animating that in their eyes, quote-unquote, waste time, you know. But for something like these movies, realize that this is what sets up the world. This is what gets you into this vibe, this tone. Let's put you in a relaxing mood. This is this person's life. You know, let's get you in tone with their life. Because um, you really do feel on level with him. Uh, throughout the movie you know like you are you feel like you are part of his life even when you're with other people because i don't think it only follows shoya it kind of flashes sometimes between the other characters like yuzu and her sister um and shoko and stuff which i thought was funny because when they first introduced that when they're older and she goes you know so shoya is now trying to rekindle his relationship with shoko which is kind of the atonement you were talking about that's his main kind of goal oh, yeah. is to I, find forgiveness from her yep yep and and feel like he, he's at least able to express how sorry he was because i feel like initially it wasn't a romantic thing i don't think it was just like oh i, I just want to get back with her um i think it was absolutely he had felt so guilty um and about what he had done and again thinking that he had to uh, atone in in his sense <laughs> And then realizing, you know, once he actually got to know her and and treat her like the person she was, that's when he actually fell for her, which was, again, also a way where it didn't feel like, oh, it was a bully who got what he wanted. It was more of somebody who learned a lesson and was able to to prove to someone that they had actually grown as a, as a, as a human. Yeah, no, I agree, because I... I, I like how they didn't necessarily push the romantic angle, even from a young age. Like, I, they kind of had a moment where he looks at her, and I, the, I didn't fully understand what they were trying to imply. <laughs> Maybe you can help me out here. And, uh, like, 
but at the very beginning like near the very beginning when she first comes into the class uh they you know she reveals she's death it zooms in on shoya and then he like opens his eyes it shows a little clip of the video game he was playing at the beginning and shows a final boss and then he goes holy crap and like i i didn't like what what were they trying to like i think that was more of of him actually showing that he was initially not he didn't he didn't care to the point where he would interrupt her introduction because of that that that's how i had like read it was it it didn't matter what it was he was going to find some way to interrupt her um being introduced to the class but what was the but what was the video game insert (laughs) why did they show that Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a weird kind of because like <laughs> I thought there was either two things I was thinking. One is either him having because obviously before I even knew what this movie was about or where it was really going, I thought it was him like realizing like, oh my god, I just like had my first boner for a girl, you know? Like I I thought uh, maybe that was him being like, holy crap, you know? Bingo. Yeah, exactly, like that kind of thing. But then my second thought was maybe that's just him overreacting to her being deaf. Like this is his first struggle in life. It's like a it's a main boss. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just been gliding through doing it, and this is like something where he's like, I don't understand this. Holy fuck! Like what is a deaf person? You also know what I mean? true. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so that that would make sense. Also, I, I do see what you're getting at there. Yeah, that I, it's a bit of a stretch. I don't know. That's the best I could kind of come up with. But either way, I don't want to go back to the beginning since we're we're doing I'm pretty put, good. I'm, I'm putting out what you're packing up. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, don't forget to put a uh, postage stamp on it, or they'll charge you double and send it back to you. Um, so. <laughs> So he ends up making a friend. Oh, I loved the... Oh, that's what I was going to get into when I said there isn't too much over-the-top animation stuff. While it doesn't have that, it does have those few kind of, like, really interesting details. It, it almost reminded me of, like, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, those kind of, like, the X's over everyone's faces. Oh, yeah, to you know? kind of imply he couldn't connect with any of them. Yeah, or didn't even want to, you know? Like, because I loved the... It was a perfect representation of, I mean, yeah, I guess I just have to say depression. Like, it was almost a perfect representation of depression where you're sitting in a room and you can blatantly hear, like, near the near later in the movie when he's an older, in, you know, he's in, a, let's say, high school, you know, or early college, whatever it might be. You can clearly hear the girl say something like, hey, are you ready for the party this weekend? It's going to be so fun. But that kind of fades out. And then you hear him talking to himself and he goes, look, he's looking over here again. Oh, he's such a freaking weirdo. Ugh, why would we ever talk to him? You know, and it's like, it's him making up these conversations he's, that are happening that around him. That actually happening. That, yep. Yeah, none of them are actually thoughts. happening. And I can't tell you how many times like that. I I felt that so much because I know that, especially in high school. Like, I remember feeling that so much where I would be sitting in a chair on my, like, worst day. And I'd look over and then someone would look over at me at the same time. And I'd be like, be like, oh, fuck, they're talking about me. You know, like, I knew it. Like, I'm the fucking weird kid. I get it. You know, or some shit. Like, you just start making up stuff. Like, you. It, yep. Um. And I really liked the, that representation of the exes. And, and it's funny how even I didn't I didn't understand at first. And then it wasn't only until it happened a few times that I realized that there was uh, when they would show from his perspective 
and he was always looking down. So like he would be talking to someone and they would be looking at like their hands or like their lap, you know, and it would be like this kind of like first person steady cam kind of like shake to it. Um, oh, yeah. And then later in the movie, there's a moment where he looks up at someone and I, and it's like, oh, like, wow, he met eyes. And ironically, he does that again later in the movie, but it's what causes a whole uh, inner turmoil again. Yep. But we'll get to that. So mm-hmm. uh, he does make a friend eventually, possibly inadvertently, right? Because he was just trying to be a good guy. Um, it's funny because my first thought, um, and I had watched this, it came out 20, 2017. I think I had watched this 2019 with Amanda. Mm-hmm. And I, what I'm pretty sure my first thought was then, and my thought now was, yeah, yeah, go punch that guy out. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the like, guy trying yeah, to get his beat bike. beat his ass. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and instead he gives him his bike, and I'm like, oh, just kick his ass. Yeah, and then it immediately cuts to, yeah, it was stolen. <laughs> yeah, it was stolen. I was just like, oh. But again, the, it did a great job of making you feel for him again and what uh to your point even when he's trying it's as if it's still working against him yeah and but again it's it's he's trying i don't it, for I the think right reasons yeah he needs to be trying for the right because re- i feel like he's not trying for the right reasons at the beginning it almost like he feels like he's doing it out of obligation you know what i mean because again, like if- for that for that atonement in terms of this is now what I have to do when it's yeah. again, you do need to, to, you do need to right your wrongs, but not through sacrifice and, and just letting yourself become, uh, a, a doormat, a martyr. Yeah. They even say yeah, it later martyr. in the movie. Yeah. No, yeah. Naoko, exactly. or Naoko calls him. That. Yeah. When she goes, I hate martyrs. Yeah. No, yeah. that, that's the, that's the best word for it is just allowing yourself to become a martyr and thinking, well, well, this is my existence because again, and the fact that he went to her to apologize, um, and accepting if she had said, never speak to me again, then that yeah. it is what Which it is. And- Shoko and Shoya both suffer very heavily from being a martyr. You know, they they very yep. much, even yeah, though Shoko too. There's times where you're like, oh, stand up for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. You know what? My, and I know this is a bit more of a trope when it comes to anime characters, so I I I don't really harsh it too much on this. But there really was moments where I'm just like, she is not a realistic, believable character to me. Like, would do some do something, say something. Like, I know you're deaf, but say something. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> But like I don't know, there was there was just like moments where I was like I, like I you know we won't get too much into it right now because because I'm sure we'll get to it in just a moment. But like when they're on the bridge and there's the big downfall between the f- group friend group, you know, mm-hmm. um, we've already been in spoiler territory, so who cares? But and you know, Shoya starts lashing out at everyone. In that moment, I was like, so Shoko's gonna leave, right? I felt that Shoko's gonna leave, right? Like you're gonna leave, right? And that's gonna cause the big kind of turmoil for the movie. The movie. And it was like, nope, she just stands there and she's like, it's okay. And I was like, oh, come on. He doesn't deserve this. But again, she blames herself because she is also the martyr. So she's thinking he only did this because I'm the way I am, you know? Yes, it, it because the way I am, it's led to the situation, uh, which again was kind of being even fed to her by Naoka of saying like, you broke up all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you ruined this. You ruined everything for Shoya. And 
and again her and i think the the thing that made sense out of it was she had internalized so much that it's what led her to do what she had then uh try to do yeah um so yeah we will get to that but yeah so okay so he makes a friend we got tomohiro uh hilarious good guy with his hollywood love shirt him. love great him. great great supporting Cla- character he's the most anime of any of the characters in this does that make sense like <laughs> yes he's the one who's like like for example there's one point where um this guy comes up and he's just like hey show you and he puts his hand on him and he literally takes his hand off and goes no that's yeah, my friend and, and it's, him. it's yeah. the only interaction that if any other character would have done you would have been like what are they doing but the way this character is introduced again i think he is supposed to be a i don't as much want to say a, a comedic relief as much as a, a little bit yeah i, I would cause, agree because he is but he's not like a a full-on jester no he's not like a goofball i mean he's a bit of a goofball but he's not like yeah he's not a jokester but he's he's clear- a goofhead ball but he's not a knucklehead <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> he's he's the perfect opposite of uh Shoya. you know what i mean like he's like exactly he's what he needed in that moment to pull him out of the shell he was in you know put himself in well maybe not even put himself in but you know um yeah it's he, yeah i I thought he was hilarious and here's and that moment is great too because that's when they all start hanging out um you have like toshi and um okay okay so who uh, i felt like i missed something i'm not gonna lie uh mickey right is that her name yeah mickey mickey kiki um the blonde one oh yeah mickey 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 one of them i'm gonna say mickey i'm white okay i don't care so no it's (laughs) So, and she looks white too from this picture. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> so what, what happened? What, she got her hair done. Right. And then everyone's like freaking out. And he's like, what made you get your hair done? And she's like, oh, nothing. And then walks away and then whispers to him. Hey, he said, you're a pretty cool guy to hang out with. And it, it was, and it was talking about Toshi or whatever. And then yes. like, did I miss something? Like what, okay, what happened? Here's my my film here's my theory on that um and it might have also been rushed due to time he clearly felt that oh this guy that miki or mickey that (laughs) mom mama m that mama m um was into thought that he was a cool guy so she was probably and and maybe in the manga they show a scene where she's like hey let's all hang out together and and then that way you can hang out with Shoko and, and I can hang out with Toshi and it'll be lit as fuck, fam. <laughs> you know what? I think you nailed it. That must be what it is. <laughs> no, I, because wait, so, cause now I have to remember this is, this happens after he helps, um, Shoko reconnect with, um, Sahara, right? Oh, uh, yes. With, um, Miyoko. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Miyoko Sahara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miyoko, I, I yep. remember her as Sahara. That's how they kept calling her. In a, a lot of, yes, because Tomohiro went with them to get Miyoko, and they did they go with Miki? I don't think they went. 
No, because she didn't know where to find her, but she knew he asked about it. That's right. Because, right. They asked yeah. her, oh, and that's why they hung out once they were all back together and they, they went out to meet. Okay, yeah, that's that's how it happened. Yeah, okay. And I do like the idea of uh, girls changing their hair when they like a boy. Like how it literally happens like three times in a row in the movie, like yep. within like five minutes. And it's like, that's pretty funny. Yep. Um, so anyway... Uh, so the, the friend group slowly widens. We now have like, what, five or six of the homeboys. We got a whole crew, you know? We got a squad. We find out we Yuzu is not a boy. It's a, by the way, that, that, didn't, that didn't get past me for one second. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. Like, I, I thought that the movie was just wrong. And I was like, well, they drew him wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Or this definitely did not translate correctly. Yeah, because it was like, I don't. I don't. Is that really supposed to be a boy? And then when it was like, oh, I'm her, I'm her younger sister. I was like, okay, all right. Now I, I knew it. I, I, Which also the pinky thing, when she's like, oh, you didn't know, and then held her pinky up, and he's like, pinky, <gasps> your little sister. I was like, how the fuck does that? What? Oh, uh, doesn't he know sign language? I think I think he I think he oh. wasn't thinking sign language, but then it hit him once he did it. He realized it was sign language. Oh, it was okay because I was like what yeah because at first i thought he was saying yeah believe me i thought it was sexual and then i was like and then he said little sister and i was like wait what i was like (laughs) um so yeah i i really did enjoy the friend group i liked i liked that moment it made me very emotional mitchell it made me very emotional when they were all hanging out and they are at the state fair and he has that moment. And it's actually that uh, the moment you mentioned before where Tomohiro's like, hey, you get off him. He's my best friend. You're not allowed to touch him. You have to go through me. Um, there's this, it kind of starts fading out and you look at Shoya's face and he's like, am I? The first time he's full on like smiling. Yeah, but no, but he says, am I allowed to have this oh, much yeah. fun? And like, it yeah. hit me. I was just like, I, ah, like I've been there. I know that feeling of like, when you feel like you you sh- you're not allowed to be enjoying this moment right now, even though every all the signs are pointing to this is a great moment, you're like, do I deserve this? And then you just let yourself have it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really really beautiful moment. And again, but that leads to the later moment where he finally looks up at people, but then it so happens that Naoka brings him to the one person that he looks up to, and it's fucking Kazuki, uh, and immediately Yo. the X's pop back up. It- Every everything gets shattered, and then his trust in her, um, which never know, should have been that. reformed. By the way, I don't know where that came from. She should have been <laughs> that, that. She's the one part that. Yeah, I understand that sometimes your could friend have been group eighty six from the whole last thing after the yeah, fact. Yeah, like I get that sometimes your friend group has that asshole. You know that that just says it like it is. But she was just a little too far. Like that that I just felt like I would not hang out with her. Why are they hanging out with her? You know, like I yeah. Um, that that felt a little weird <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if maybe they explained her having a crazy backstory more in the manga yeah or maybe she was I a really lot closer the with now. them because she was friends i think the implication that she was like best friends with shoya when they were younger i think that's the idea yeah like childhood and my guess she probably liked him mm-hmm. although i don't want to make that assumption just for the sake you know of no i would i would i would because i i would say that that's the heavy implication from their interaction from meeting because you know she, and she's at the hospital every day yeah that he's and out. then she hides from him when he shows up and goes oh, i can't believe he actually came you know like that's very heavily hinting at 
Because if she just didn't give a shit or just wanted to see her old friend again, she would just say what's up to him. You know what I mean? Like, and the way she kind of sits on his bike <laughs> and is kind of playing with his feet and stuff. You know, I think, yeah. Yeah, like almost trying to actually be kind of flirty with him <laughs> and and then get, being oh confused God. while she's trying to diss. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I no, love that, was, that, that moment. Even though it was super harsh, just him like, Naoka, get off. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud. I was like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> he said it. I know, because I, I, I was thinking I never would have the balls to say that to someone. Because she was like, maybe we should hang out sometime and catch up. And he's like, no, no, I, no, I don't I want like, to. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, because like, I could never do it. Like, if, some, if, if there was some per- like a girl or guy from high school that I was not very fond of or I didn't want to hang out with anymore came up to me and was like, hey, man, we should hang out sometime. I would almost definitely be like, yeah, dude, Absolutely. You know what? Hit me up. We'll do it. And then we'll just probably never hang out, you know, because that's how humans work. But I wish <laughs> that I could just be like, no, I'm going to be honest. I don't think either of us want that. And uh, we're, that's okay. <laughs> we're allowed to not want that. Yeah. Um, even though I know technically it's only because he was in a very depressed state. It's not because he was like found bliss or anything. Um, oh, right. Yeah. They, I, it was cool seeing them be able to all interact and have that like, but yeah, it's... Where, where did we just leave off? Hold on a second. Oh, right. Okay, so Shoya had just basically kind of fallen back into a pit a little bit because Naoka, like, pulled a fast one on him. Yeah. Um, and so, Kazuki never really pops up again, right? That was just that moment, right? Well, he he does. He doesn't show up, but he's responsible for something towards the end. I don't know if you caught that or not. I feel like I know what you're talking about because I remember a flash. Like, maybe once you say it. Are we holding off on that for now? Yeah, we'll hold off on that. Uh, once we get there, I'll, I'll bring that one back up. Okay, so okay, so I do... Oh, yeah, I did want to mention there's there's kind of implications, but they never outright say it, that her hearing is deteriorating, I would assume, because there's a shot of them showing her at the doctor's office, right? Um, then there's a scene of her in the bed and I'm talking about Shoko, obviously. Um, but, um, she's in the bed and she's like tapping her ear to see if she can like hear anything and she can't hear like anything. And she starts crying because like, and like the earpiece is out of her ear. Um, what the hell? Oh, discord chat came through. Um, and then she stops (laughs) wearing that earpiece entirely. So I like, I might be wrong, but I thought it was like a really clever way without outright saying it, showing that her hearing is like deteriorating like to the point where she will slowly probably not be able to hear anything because she could kind of hear you know they say in the movie i don't know if i picked up on that but that makes a lot of sense like looking back now yeah i think that's why she stopped wearing both of them like she only had the one Mm, okay yeah that makes sense yeah because remember the scene where like uh shoya gives yuzu the the mini purse from the cat place where naoka works at Mm mm-hmm um, and Yuzu runs in and she's like, what, what happened? What's wrong? Um, yeah, that's the scene like I'm talking about. Cause Shoko is kind of like it, it, she has her earpiece out and it looks like she's like tapping her ear as if she's trying to like hear something, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know. I, again, like I just really like how subtle this movie is about that type of stuff. Like it didn't, it didn't need a cut to the doctor's office to be like, well, her, her hearing is clearly deteriorating. We'll have to keep a check on it, you know? And then like, I don't know. It, oh yeah. It's very, I didn't have to spoon feed you the story. And you know what I noticed too? And I don't know if you noticed this, but when 
whenever there are moments where you're looking through Sh uh, Shoko's life and Shoya's not there, it's almost near silent or you can kind of hear like heartbeats or like kind of like machinery. Like it's very like subtle sounds that you would only hear under like deafening, you know, ear, like if you were to cover your ears yep. or something. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was a really cool detail because it's near the end. There's a really stark one where it's like it's super loud and then it just cuts to a shot of Shoko like standing in the middle and it's silent and then it cuts back to show you and it's like loud again and i was like whoa like you sometimes you almost forget what that would be like like you, you know what i mean like um because mm -hmm. the movie isn't really about being deaf you know even though that is the like her kind of ailment and that's what what caused the bullying child you know what i mean it's the movie isn't about like being deaf necessarily or like coming to terms with being deaf or it's it's almost more about everyone's personal trials and tribulations that span from minuscule to literally being deaf. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody has something kind of going on in their life and it, yeah, it's really more about their relationships and how they grow than, um, you know, being very specific as you had said. Yeah. It's yeah. I, because I noticed that, too, as it was going on, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be more about him learning sign language, doing that. But it really wasn't. You know, that was just more of the backbone of their relationship, you know, and, and who she is as a person. And and also showing that he was trying to do things so he could make amends. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I... So, so what happens next? So he's kind of... He's still in a good place with his friends. He, you know, they don't have exes on them. A lot of the schoolmates still do and all that stuff, but his immediate friend group is still pretty good, except for Naoka. She still happens, and which I like that detail, that even later in the movie, she's still the only one like that'll walk up and have an X over her face. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of... I feel like I might be forgetting the middle a little bit. Does something happen with Yuzu? Uh, are you probably thinking of when he finds her in the the playset? Oh yeah, or, but that's pretty uh, early on, right? That's before he. Yeah, even, that, yeah, that's early on in, um, which does show his genuine kindness. Like you can kind of that's when it really shines through that he does care, no matter what you know, about certain people. You know, because like, yeah, yeah, he's doing it for himself, but also this is a person that like. While, while maybe he wasn't romantically interested in Shoko initially, like, I think he kind of deep down knew that maybe something could be there. So when he heard boyfriend, it was kind of like, oh, oh, shit, you know. Um, so I think even him being able to respect that and being like, hey, I'm not trying to, you know, get up on your game. I'm just trying to make amends, you know. it's It shows yeah. that he cares, but also it, it's interesting how he literally admits. He's like, he's like, yeah, I guess I am being a little selfish, you know. And I think that's the moment that uses like, well, he's being honest, you know, like maybe he is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. We've been talking quite a bit. Maybe we should power through this a little bit. So we eventually kind of end. I don't know. It's hard to power through this, but I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's some inner turmoil amongst the friends groups here and there, you know, he's finding himself. She's finding herself. It's, there seems to be growth, but you can tell that there's this underlying, like, there is that underlying sadness still, you know, um, in within them. Um, and then, I don't know, should we just, do you want to skip to when they just kind of like, the the group breaks out? Or did you have anything else you wanted to 
talk about? Uh, no, I think because I think that leads to a a lot of really good storytelling as well. Um, so yeah, we we can start at them all kind of getting together at. Well, I guess the the fallout because we just talked about like them on the bridge, but we didn't talk about like he how he kind of <clears throat> in his moment of and, and this happens. Um, I, I don't remember what the term for it was, but when we're in situations that we feel so helpless, we'll destroy things to feel like we still have control of something. Mm-hmm. Because to destroy something means you you have some form of control. Yeah, and in that spiral of losing control, it became. I'm I'm just going to just call out things as they are. I've accepted myself. You you did this. You you did this. Yeah. And and it's just point blank blunt with everyone to their face in front of everyone else. Oh yeah, and it's a very it's a very harsh scene. It's in yeah. There. No, I feel I think everybody has when you just kind of get pushed to a limit where you just say what's you on your care. mind. Y- yeah. You just, yeah. Whether or not it's even really true. Because, like, yes, the things he say are technically true. They're not true in the context of just calling somebody out. Does that make sense? Where it's like, we all right. have our own issues that we're working through. And those are the things. Like, maybe the thing, maybe what he said to Naoka is true. You know, she, yeah, she's just, she sucks. Uh, yeah, her, hers might be true. <laughs> but even, like, to Satoshi, where he says to him, uh, you're an outsider, so you don't even know about it. Okay, if you if you just take it for for face value of what it is true yes he wasn't a part of the group so he doesn't know maybe all the ins and outs but again it's how you say that that comes off as wow you're a douchebag <laughs> and even the idea of like because i would be like okay then why'd you invite me you know what i mean then why are we even friends you know what isn't the whole idea to learn about each other and like that's why i'm here you know i don't know he've definitely went overboard and like the way he calls out sahara for fall or for running away miyoko you know um, oh yeah because again it's like all right but like damn you're gonna call somebody out <laughs> and then yeah. i just thought it's funny because then she leaves after and i'm like that must have been the most awkward time for her to leave yeah i know she actually runs away and i was like oh mm, no no that's not good um <laughs> what does he say about mickey again or miki um Oh, he says that she's like not, not that. What's it? She just kind of played like, oh, I I didn't do anything. He's like, but you oh, sat and laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like right. you, you didn't do anything about it, but you're the first one to pipe up and say so and so is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is true. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. no, that was Naoka who called her out for that. And oh, you know what? You're right because I think that's when he goes you're both right or something like that. And then he starts oh, calling out yeah. everyone. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what triggers the, the whole situation. I will admit there was a few things that even though Naoka is a bitch, I agree with what you were just saying about Shoya with her, where there was moments where she was just straight up saying what was on everyone's mind or what, you know what I mean? And was like, it, it, it was accurate. And it, like, those were a few moments where they, she wasn't being as quite mean. She was just saying, what was bluntly true but then she's such an asshole and every other time it's like well you're not doing this to to get everyone interested in the truth you're just like trying to point out something to be a be an asshole basically yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah so they end up all falling apart and that was the moment i was saying that i i felt like shoko should have left at least to to let shoya think more because he just kind of looks up and he's like so you want to go somewhere for winter break or whatever or summer break and and I think 
I think the implication is what? That he had like a manic episode all summer break? <laughs> I Okay, so this is what I think happened. And I think even Shogo kind of picks up on it. He feels so bad that he kind of drove the friend group that they had just created away. That he's, I'm going to dedicate my entire summer to making sure that she has fun and a good time and isn't alone. Because he now feels responsible for the reason why the whole group of friends that they had can't hang out anymore. Really? Because I, I took it as more selfish. I took it as his own, like, he couldn't stand the fact of being alone anymore, so he constantly needed their attention. He constantly needed to be, what are you guys doing tomorrow? We should definitely be doing this tomorrow. You know, like, Interesting. I, I, I took it more as, like, because he has that moment where he's like, well, things will never go back to the way they can be. They never can. Well, might as well enjoy it the way it is now you know and he kind of has this manic like break i i i I, yeah i read it more as him being like overly clingy because he didn't want to be alone because he just literally drove everyone away you know and now shoko is the only person and yuzu obviously that will show him any kind of interest you know um interesting okay uh, yeah yeah i see that yeah but i can see your angle too though where it's like he notices that he's the reason she is now going to be quote-unquote alone again you know other than just with her sister um so he kind of wants to make up for it yeah that's it that's interesting i guess there's two different angles on that one uh but yeah he basically like doesn't necessarily push her away but i think he just kind of overwhelms her you know both of them a little bit obviously yeah yeah um and i'm trying to remember so what happens between this and the the night of the fireworks not much right it's just kind of a montage of what um there is a period where there's a really funny scene where they're like come on over to help us make the cake oh yeah i don't know if i should be there and he's making the cake oh and i guess even before that there's a time where and and this might be a little bit back but he's taking um, he's taking uh, Yuzu home, and the mom walks out and sees her, and sees him, and walks up, and he he just gets oh he gets yeah. the shit slapped out. Yeah, of him. that was great. Like yeah, when he first drops Yuzu off at home, yeah, he just mom <laughs> <laughs> put hands on everybody. I have respect yeah, for mom. That was a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even question it. He literally just says, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and I like I like that theme, too, of constant apologizing and, like, how Naoka hates it. How she's just like, stop fucking apologizing. It crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's because she refuses to apologize for, for anything. You know what I mean? Like she, Yeah, she's the polar opposite, mm-hmm. right? Where she is, is the very aggressive... And, and I think that's why it works with the dynamic of Shoko never responding to her is... Because she is that that opposite end of, of the confrontation spectrum of, you know, I'm internalizing instead of externalizing yeah. it and blaming it on everyone else. Even though Naoka does kind of show that she acknowledges it, mm. but I think she's just trying to convince herself that she wasn't as bad as she actually was. Yeah, that that's just growing up, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you just, you can't hear, so... We just pointed it out. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's like her mindset. Right. You know, and it's like, that is not how that no. is. It's, it's ridiculous. 
She's like, you never try to understand from my point of view. It's like, you... you yeah, have- again, see, that was a moment that felt really real. Like, she was being genuine, but the problem is, is she wasn't... It's, like, unself-aware. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, exactly. It's very unself-aware of, like, what that actually means in, in context of what you're trying to compare it to. But, again... I understand like I see each one of these characters and go I could see a real person acting like this like yeah no 100% yeah like everyone I mean maybe Toshi's a little boring but I mean he's just supposed to be he's literally just kind of the character that is the new friend you know that isn't quite part of the group but is good friends with one of the people in the group like yeah it's in the manga like (laughs) the first three chapters of them in elementary school the 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 fourth chapter is the entire rest of the movie and then it's just about Toshi. Five and six are just about yeah, Toshi like, so and, and being a fucking wizard. <laughs> yeah, and it all it all leads into Lord of the Rings. Toshi was Gandalf. Wizard Toshi. <laughs> so okay, yeah, she makes the cake for their mom's birthday. It kind of makes a uh it's kind of a peace offering, an olive branch. They're able to kind of mend the feud a little bit. Um, and then when he's just like, looks like mom's not gonna kill you. And then even Shoko's like, phew. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was just like that. That was perfect. Yeah, that was really good. Um, and yeah, so then I I think even though I guess like part of me felt like it it seemed really out of left field. It did feel like something was building up. You know what I mean? Clearly, uh, mm-hmm. and. Shoko was being distant. She kind of over the summer kept getting more and more distant. Um, oh, their grandmother passes away too. I almost forgot yep. about that, uh, which is really hard yep. on Yuzu. That I think that was the thing that we were like, doesn't something else happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and that causes another kind of turmoil with Shoko. And uh, eventually it leads to the night of the fireworks. You know, they're out at a festival and basically shoko's like well you know hey uh i'll meet up with you guys later i'm just gonna go do something basically and he's like oh she said she had to go study oh that's right i have to go study and yeah she said she had to go study and i and again like i know it's just a movie and it's it's setting up that scene but it it what it, it did feel so out of left field and so random for this moment that i for him to just be like oh uh okay uh bye I felt like he should have been like, wait, where are you going? Like, we were literally, we were just hanging out, like, really intently. <laughs> you know, like, and now you're just like, okay, bye. Um, but again, it's, you know, that's nothing. I forget why. Oh, Yuzu asks him to go get her camera uh, from the apartment. Correct? Yes, that's right. Yuzu asks to get the camera. So he's walking all the way back to get the camera. Yes. Um, fireworks are going off. He opens the door. And he notices through the window that Shoko's standing outside looking at the fireworks and she slowly starts stepping up onto the balcony. And that scene was really intense because obviously like you have that initial thing, you're like, oh, scream. And then you're like, oh, fuck, she can't hear. Like, you know, it's like, oh, no. And but it running. creates such a crazy suspense. And then like, I don't know about you, the first time watching it, I didn't know how that was going to end. No. I had no, no idea. I didn't know. So, yeah. yeah, big spoilers coming up. Yeah, so I did not know where that was going. I was like, holy fuck. I knew something big like this was probably going to happen. It felt like one of these movies. You know, I was like, oh, fuck. Um, Especially because it's all set up for him to commit suicide. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I had a... That was my little gut twist idea. I was like, oh, man, is it going to be her that really... So, anyway. Uh, but... 
So she stands up on the balcony and I don't know if this was on part. I think there's this little moment. It's a nice detail where she's usually really good at feeling vibrations, which comes into play a little bit later too. Um, mm. But she's usually really good at feeling vibrations. And there's a part where he's running through the kitchen to get to her and falls over a chair and knocks onto the ground. But I think the moment he does that, her foot leaves the ground to step up onto the balcony. Um, so it's almost like this moment yeah. of, he almost like even if she had kept her foot on the ground for like a second longer, she might have felt him fall and try to get to her, you know. Uh, but even that was out the window. <laughs> hey oh. So anyway, he, she gets up on the balcony, <laughs> and uh, homegirl jumps. Dog, she straight up jumps, which was a motif throughout this entire movie. There was many cliff jumping moments. That was it's almost like the the tie, the little tie throughout the entire thing we have them jumping off the the bridge to get into the water multiple times uh when he's a little kid he jumps off a cliff i think at the literally beginning of the movie that all the kids are running and he like jumps you know um off of the bridge yep yeah so anyway homegirl jumps but he catches her i was not expecting that so this is it we're officially spoiler spoiler mode he catches her He's pulling up, he's praying, he says, and there's a very emotional scene. He's just like, starting tomorrow, I promise, I will do it. And this was where my gut, I was just like, she's gonna fall. Cause I'm like, he's having this moment where he's finally like, like reaching his term, like his peak of term, like he's praying to God. He's now, uh, what's what's bargaining? He's, he's pleading, he's he, he's he's bargaining yes. any anything. Yeah, he, he reaches the like a stage of bargaining where he's just like, I will do anything, please. I will do anything. I will stop being the way I am. I will be more positive. I will, you know, and all my gut kept telling me, I was like, she's falling because it's going to be this heart wrenching thing where he finally wants to make a change because of this. He's realizing the love he has for her, what this means in life. Oh, fuck. Like, and I, they're clearly setting it up that the way he's holding her is now with two hands mm -hmm. and he's starting to be lifted off the ground. Yeah. So, you know, bare minimum, he's not with his own strength pulling her up. Yeah. It's, it's not happening. But then hit her, you see her hand just kind of creep up onto the ledge. She grabs on and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You have a moment of cheering. She pulls herself up and then God damn it. He can't fucking hold himself and he falls and, and i was falls. i dude i was like so here's where i will say the animation was beautiful i love the shot of him falling into the water oh you know? dude it looked gorgeous um, and then he starts bleeding and then he's like it's cold oh and it's then you're warm. like and you're it's like, like oh wait oh. he just hit water he's fine right and and then you see this cloud of yeah and you're like and you're oh like, no wait no he didn't hit. Oh. and i knew there wasn't water down there so i i had a feeling it was just kind of like a visual metaphor you know but at first i was like maybe maybe did he go into water did i miss that that or he hit like it was too shallow from the height he was at yeah he hit the bottom and then he was still just in in the water floating yeah but again the only so this is the part oh go ahead do you know who pulled him out of the water oh oh that was suzuki yep okay yeah it was kazuki and the or other kids so that's suzuki. that's something naoka says um towards the end is i didn't they didn't want me to tell you but yeah they're the ones who pulled you okay out that's right that's right that's right yeah 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 yeah. because i caught that line and i was trying to think of what she meant i was like what do you what does she mean that and then yeah it, okay. <coughs> yeah, yeah that's right um so yeah so he was kind of the big reason he survived which is okay you know what you're right that is a good kind of workaround for even though he doesn't really pop back up much later, I don't think it's a nice little bookend for his story. It, it, tie, it ties itself back in, at least from the, the storytelling perspective. Yeah. Um, and then 
I honestly, at this point, I was like, where's the movie going to go? Is it just going to end? Like, I didn't know, like, when he fell. You know, I was just like, oh, shit. I was like, is Oh, right. Is that it? Yeah. Is, um, he ended up sacrificing himself instead of committing suicide yeah, to save Yeah, but that her. was not satisfying because that's still a martyr. Do you know what I mean? Like, that still felt like he didn't. Right. He then, he then still has to die a martyr yeah, instead of getting she- to actually live past the mistake which i think is also an important lesson yeah and then also but and then it would also feel like shoko never got to learn anything because now right. now her boyfriend basically died she's responsible for yeah exactly it's her fault yeah but yeah. but she does have an interesting she's almost too pure of a character it's why it bothers me <laughs> it's like she's um but that is kind of the point you know i, I you know I, obviously but a little later like after he wakes up and actually, you know, I don't know if it's after he wakes up, but it's, I think it's actually when Shoko is crying in front of Shoya's mother. Um, and she like gets on her knees and she's like crying outside after, after the mother like stops her from Naoka trying to like bully her and shit, uh, which was a great oh, scene yeah. too. When the mom just comes out and starts slapping the shit out of her and it's like, God she, damn. She's like, that's it. I'm being the shit out of you. Yeah. And then she starts talking shit to the mom. I will say the second that Shoko's mom went up to show you uh, show mom and got on her knees to bow i don't know why i immediately went into tears really it the second time you really you that know, that is the part you know what it took me an extra for second some reason it took me an extra second because you know what it was for me it was it was that same exact scene but it was it wasn't until the mother couldn't hold herself together because like because because to me i you know i um because, you know, being an American, you know, we don't have the same association with bowing as other cultures do. You know what I mean? So mm. I was almost looking at it the same way she was, where I would be so, I would feel too humbled. I'd be like, please stop. Please stop bowing. You know what I mean? Like, please, for the love of God, stop bowing. Like, I don't like this. But then as they keep doing it and she right. realizes I don't, I don't they're doing it. making you do this. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, please, please. But then as they keep doing it and she realizes that it's all just out of respect and they're just like, she starts breaking down and that's when it hit me. And I was like, I was almost in tears, like literally like swelling up. So yeah, no, I, I get that. That, that was, that was a harsh moment for sure. Um, especially from such a twist from the beginning, you know, not twist really, but such a, an arc, you know? from the mother's yeah, relationship such a character development yeah um so then yeah so he wakes up and there it's kind of a shared dream that's the only part that really kind of has a fantasy element in this is there's a few shared dream moments um yeah that's not really i was fantasy. actually talking to amanda about that when i watched it yeah you noticed that too where it's like i i actually said i was like did i miss something and then realized this most likely was supposed to be, again, them both having a, a dream of talking to each other, them seeing the situation, um, and running to the same place. Uh, and, and I'll say, for the anime storytelling, and maybe this is just my bias, hmm. I understand it, especially for how, how they had done the movie. Um, I, I do think it's kind of one of the only things that and maybe there was something I'm missing. And if you mm-hmm. you know what that is, go ahead and drop it in the comments. Um, but it was the only thing that I felt like was kind of like, you're, you're just going to kind of take this one. Um, 
and and just kind of roll with you, it. You mean them? Just like, you mean okay. them just running into each other, like him leaving the hospital and running into her there or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Because even just the like, there's no alarms that go after after somebody who's been in a coma pulls all the cords off of his <laughs> body. And you know what? That has just that has happened out. in quite a few movies, though. I feel like so. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe they, maybe they really don't notice. But I also felt like it was the middle of the night. I think the idea is they both woke up at like two or three and like three in the morning or something but well no the sun was up wasn't it but you mean to tell me there's a hospital where there isn't like security staff because because yeah. again if he's in a coma yeah. he's got to be in a in a unit where there's 24 hour staff yeah. nah. Nah. Nah, i'm just in vegas i'm just, yeah, I'm just spoiled fine. yeah 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 we don't know what japan's healthcare system is like man <laughs> they might just yeah. toss you in a room and but say go good luck you're in a coma good luck you know <laughs> uh no yeah there was it, you do kind of have to suspend disbelief there you know a little bit but i think i think the movie rides that line pretty well where you never feel like anything is too convenient you know like because like i even said the them kind of having that shared dream and then i didn't even really question the bridge thing because the bridge is such a connecting factor throughout the movie that they always go back to you know like that it's a theme it's like its own theme in the movie that a lot of the progression happens there yes um a lot of the times they meet up with each other is always at the bridge a lot of like the biggest moments like the the breakup with the group them first coming together like those are usually on the bridge so yeah i i I wasn't too surprised and there but yeah the the what i was mentioning before is she's like leaning up against the thing and then he taps the bar like he goes to hold it and then when he does that, you almost get this kind of like kind of sound effect. And then she kind of like looks up. And I think the idea was that she felt him grab the bar, you know, and that pulls her out of like crying and she sees yep. him there. Um, yep. And yeah, I like I like those little details because I think that's because that's very accurate, at least from what to, from what I understand um, for for deaf people is like they're very keen to vibration. You know, that's mainly what they kind of like runoff of when it comes to quote unquote sound, you know? So, um, there was a few moments in that where you could tell she was like feeling vibrations of things. I just thought it was really cool. It's a cool little detail that they never really point out, you know? Oh yeah. No, the, the, the movie, I did, did such a good job of the, again, the, the subtle nuances, the, the mm-hmm. little things that they don't need to spell out for you. Yeah. No, it's it. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a small little like and again it is two hours it doesn't really feel that long it's a pretty quick two hours you know um the pacing after that first half an hour is like perfect like i was just sucked in i was like every scene but like i said there's something about that first half hour that feels so like like it felt like a like i said like i felt like a a tv series that should have been three episodes like let me like learn about these kids and like the, <laughs> the teacher like why was the teacher such a dick but also not like i didn't know like are we supposed to oh, respect yeah, like the he teacher was a dick, but then like when he was actually needed to step up and call out like the then then he did but it wasn't any time during that he probably could have intervened yeah and you could tell he felt inconvenienced by shoko as well you know like he was just as much of like an asshole as a lot of the kids you know because he was just kind of like, yeah, he know. wasn't doing her any favors. No, yeah. Um, especially with the fact that he it literally introduces a new girl who's deaf and then proceeds to teach a class without writing a single thing on the fucking board. 
<laughs> it's like, you just introduced the girl as deaf. Are you going to do nothing to try to... Like, one of the girl has to go out of her own way to help her. Do you know what I mean? Like, it... That felt fucking Oh, dumb. he even says to her, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. And then it's quiet. And then he taps her on the shoulder. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, I didn't know if the idea was he didn't know. My only excuse for that was maybe he didn't know she was deaf yet. Like, maybe he was just told, hey, you have a new student, you know, and like, she'll be entering your class. And he wasn't told, but I, 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 I would think he would know, you know, like that's kind of the, yeah, the thing. Yeah, that. Um, that was a good scene, though. About, maybe they explain that in the manga. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll have to do that. Um, goddamn shit, man. We, we talked the shit out of that movie. I, I it's the two hour movie, like hour and a half. Yeah, we, of, literally, uh, you know what? I, and again, we didn't even go into as much detail as we could have. No, I had to stop uh, myself. We covered the ending though, right? Uh, pretty much, right? I mean, that's them, re- they rekindle and then, uh, oh no, 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 yes, 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 yes. We should talk about the ending because it's, oh, yeah, it's so okay, beautiful. Okay, okay. Yeah. By the way, I before leading into the ending talk, I don't know if you noticed, but I think there's literally a soft piano playing the entire movie, and I don't think it loops at all. Like, I think it's legitimately like the piano is like playing along with the movie as the entire movie is playing. Oh, there was, there was actually one thing I was going to say is there was a lot of specific, I'd say, high-level emotional scenes where the movie then doesn't use any any um music in the background yeah no no. at a time when you normally would and it's beautiful yeah the music is very subtle in this movie and that's why i was saying i i only noticed soft piano at parts you know and like until there's swells you know and especially near the very end where um Mm -hmm. oh while he's in the coma shoko kind of reconnects with everyone by the way, I guess we should mention that, even though most yeah. people watching this probably already know, especially if you're this far in the video. But she reconnects with everyone, so that's how they all kind of reconvene. Um, and they're at the festival again. And he kind of asked everyone, well, I forget, aren't they at, like, school? So this is what happened. He comes out of the, the coma. He sees her. They have their situation that we talked about on the bridge. Yes. And then the next, I'm going to say day, I don't know how much time has passed, yeah. but he goes to school and he tries to walk in his classroom, and then he gets freaked out and runs away. But but homeboy uh, Tomohiro, uh, the real hero, yes. he realizes that he was just in there, chases him down. Um, friends follow shortly after. But he finds him in the bathroom, and he kind of opens up the stalls, and um, Shoya is looking down. Yes. And he yes. he's like refusing to look at him because he feels like embarrassed for how he had lashed out at everyone yeah. um, prior. And then he's finally like, why don't you look at me? And he finally looks up and he sees he's actually crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a pretty intense moment. And I, I think it's then he realizes that, oh, other people do really care about me and and they don't just again. It, it's that thought that everyone hates you the second you you walk away from them. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Then everybody start. I think. Oh, so Naoko comes back right, and then she's just still being an absolute fucking ass. I can't remember what she says, but I just remember being like, "Really? He the, like almost died? Like what the? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's still she's still being kind of toxic. But the one thing then that she does." is she says moron she does it wrong oh but right. she says it to, sh- to shoko and it's kind of like 
oh, she's actually gone out of her way to learn sign language to at least communicate with you now. Yeah. Um, and it was a kind of cute moment because it felt like it gave Shoko the chance to call her a moron too, you know, like that. Yeah. Cause that, that was really where she was like, even laughed at it and where Naoka got like embarrassed and kind of ran off. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it was also, I'd say giving Shoko the victory overall of being nice and, and, and passive won the situation there. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and maybe that, that is a part of it too, is, is like another little, Un, unsaid kind of um theme i would also say though to not be too nice i think that's a good thing the movie kind of hammers into where it's like uh, also true yeah yeah don't let people step all over you just because it's not the nice thing to do which also funny enough the only person that shoko ever fights back against is shoya when they're kids Oh yeah, that's true. And she beats the shit out of him. Oh yeah, that's like, true. Like it cuts out with her like it's she's doing it softly, but like her like throwing fists at his head. Um and it's the only time she's ever lashed out. Yeah. Yeah. They do feel a little ginger, but yes, she's going hey. Oh yeah, she's they're not they're not they're not doing anything, but but she she stood up for herself to him. Yeah. Um she's not entirely just all trampled on even though i think i'm glad that they did include that scene because if they didn't it really would have felt near that beginning like man she really needs to stand up for herself a little bit i mean like or yeah or take the hint like that was the thing i was starting to kind of get like i was just kind of like yeah i don't i don't know i know they're just kids and like she's just trying to be nice and make friends but like after the fifth time (laughs) of this kid pushing me in a pool or something i would have been like okay uh no friend not uh, no no friendo yeah no friendo um when you talk to people that are nice to me yeah so uh yeah so anyway then he says like can you guys do one last thing for me and then i think he just wants them to go to the festival with him again like he just wants to relive that day basically is what it felt like is like that first day he was able to open up you know Yep. Um, felt like almost kind of like he wanted to relive that, but then have this kind of like reaffirmation of life. And yeah, when he goes out into the world and everyone around him, all of the exes, you know, you hear the music swelling up. Yep. Just and then oh, they just dude, drop. that felt so good. I yeah. don't know why, but it felt so good for me. Yeah, the, and the music was super satisfying. It was such a nice hit. And then, uh, yeah, that just. And then he's just in tears. And it, it, man, it brought it brought a lot of shit out of me. There was something about seeing it, and he just can't stop. He's, like, wiping tears, and he just... But you can tell they're not sadness. It's just finally... Because I don't think he really cried the whole movie. There was really only a few parts where he was, like, emotional like that. And it was almost like his body yeah. letting him just let it all go. Like, yeah. he could finally feel again. You know, it was like, holy shit. Like, it was really emotional. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So, so what are your final thoughts, um, especially uh, compared to before you went into the movie and now having seen it? Um, no, I honestly, I, it wasn't quite what I was expecting because uh, I didn't know what to expect. I guess that's kind of the main thing. But mm-hmm. really good. Uh, I love this kind of slice of life anime, uh, especially if it's in, especially if it's going to be movie form. Like, give me that sweet, give me that sweet apple pie slice of life, baby. Um, Mm. but yeah, no, this easily, easily an eight out of 10 
for me. Um, that might change. I, I think I might rewatch it, to be honest, um, at some point. Uh, and kind of pay a little bit more attention to certain details and stuff. Um, but, so my rating may change, who knows, but for now, yeah. Do you think Audrey would watch it? Maybe. I think, I think there's a, there's a better chance than not, because, uh, Now that there's somebody else to vouch for it, not just me. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might be able to, but, um, yeah, no, I'm gonna go with an 8 out of 10, a B. Maybe even a B plus, we'll go leaning more towards a 9. I'll take it, um. I'm going to give it a biased 10 out of 10. That's now, fair. this doesn't mean that I think it's better than any movie that's ever been a 10 oh, out of, of 10. No, no. I just think for what I expect out of a movie, and even in terms of going into moments of exceeding my expectations, um, it, it hits everything that I would want out of a movie. I, I do not fault you for giving this a 10 out of 10 at all. Uh, it is... It is a movie that I could tell could really, really resonate. I wish I saw it or could have seen it when I was like a teenager. I think it would have been a really oh, insightful... Oh, could you imagine the impact? I, I, I told Amanda, um, since you found out in the last episode, I'm going to be a father, <laughs> that I was like, if our kids ever start thinking like they're going to bully kids, I'm like, you're going to sit down. I'm going to make you watch this movie 10 fucking times in a row. You're right. Yeah. It is a very good moral lesson in it. Like, But without drilling it into you, it's not like a Disney movie that's like, everyone must be nice. You know, it's... it's yeah. Or I'll turn you all to mice. <laughs> so uh all right so yeah we got a we got a solid 8.5 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10 on this uh for a silent voice good Beautiful. good choice mitchell good choice thank you i appreciate uh, that so yeah. uh so that means what is my assignment yeah so it is my turn um so okay so we have a little bit of short notice this time around because we recorded this episode a little late so technically oh, yeah so technically we only have what like a couple days We'll say, you know, I'm not going to reveal all of, you know, I'm going to say how the sausage is made or anything. Well, you know, but we have a shorter amount of time. So I don't want to make it too intense for you to find. So this one's actually going to be a new one that just came out on Netflix. But uh, me and Audrey already watched it. It is the the Glass Onion. The Glass Onion. Okay. I haven't seen it. I, I, I think I hovered past it today, uh, but I didn't look any bit into it. Okay. So have you seen Knives Out? No. Okay, so it is technically, like, technically a sequel to Knives Out, but it has none of the original characters except for one, and it's an entirely different story. So it, you don't have to see the original. Actually, even Audrey didn't see the original Knives Out, um, but she watched this, and she really enjoyed it too. Um, but that's all I'm going to give away. Uh, okay. So, yes, Glass Onion on netflix gotcha okay perfect awesome hell yeah all right well damn goddamn uh you know what i have a new title this is gonna be called two guys talk about a silent voice for a long time <laughs> 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 i think i think that's the new title for this video <laughs> just make sure you put anime girls in the thumbnail and oh, we'll be we'll have a million views overnight yeah, of course but we, they can't have boobies though because they'll know it's free anime girls <laughs> <laughs> oh there's got to be a website a million dollar idea right there uh oh my uh, god all right but uh thank you guys for listening uh if you're interested please join the neon valley uh subreddit it is r slash neon valley pod also check out the discord in the link if you want to drop us any questions ask us anything we can answer in the next episode mitchell you want to say anything to the people before we go uh no uh just uh thank you so much we appreciate you, you beautiful, wonderful people, and even the ones 
that are beautiful, the ones that are Oh, they're beautiful on the inside, I bet. Uh, and oh, Mitchell's new song is coming out January 1st. Yeah, January 1st. Follow me on Instagram, Lodzuku, L-A-W-D-T-S-U-K-U. And uh, check, check that out. It's going to be a hot fire. Have a good one, guys.